This is the Only Human podcast from Community Radio 4ZZZ out of Brisbane, Australia. Is the Homestretch campaign uh, an amalgamation of other groups coming together? Yes, it, it makes up around 140 different organisations and 3,000 individuals who are all part of bringing better care for those who uh, are in state care. So uh, this is a this is a consortia of uh, many organisations around the country and individuals who are concerned about the poor outcomes that young people are experiencing when they do leave care mm-hmm. and calls upon state and federal governments to catch up to the rest of the world uh, by introducing the option to continue care, that care placement, through to 21. Can you tell us what some of the problems are that make this necessary? That I mean, our listeners may not know what the challenges are that are facing children coming out of care. Every year, about 3,000 children would exit state care. And what I mean by state care is these are children who are residing in foster care, kinship care, that is an authorised kinship placement that has been authorised by the state mm-hmm. under law, or residential care, which is group care. So there's at any one time there's about a, a bit over 50, 55,000 children that are in out-of-home care, as they call it, or state care, around Australia. For Queensland, it's about 1,520 children out-of-home care in, in Queensland, okay. and around 560-odd children would leave that care arrangement simply based on their birth date. That is, once they have to be out-of-state care before they turn 18. Now, what we do know is that children under this arrangement, and it's every state in Australia, it's not only Queensland, but every state in Australia, children are exited from care, state care at 18. We know that 35% of those young people will probably stay in around five or more places within their first 12 months of leaving care. Mm. We know a study showed that 50% of children or young people who had left care within their first 12 months will either be homeless, in prison, uh, a new parent or unemployed within their first 12 months. We also know that in particular the National Homeless Youth Survey, which was conducted uh, a couple of years ago, which took a sample group of around 400 homeless youth from around the country, found that 63% of those homeless Uh, had come out of state care. So basically, the life outcomes for these young people have been almost universally, every state in Australia shows the same, universally very poor. And what we're saying is we think the theme uh, to these poor outcomes is predominantly that we're pulling care around these young people, pulling it from under them when they're not ready, and that is based on a birth date, and that is 18. Where the rest of young people in families, for example, um, are remaining in at home with their parents well into their mid-20s. And uh, the ABS stat says that the average leaving home age for a young person in Australia from the family home is 24 years. Yeah, that's quite a difference, isn't it? So I guess people who are 18 to 25, they're still in that identity forming, trying to figure out what they want to do with their life stage, aren't they? And taking away care is taking away that extra support they need to make those decisions. Is that, well, is well, that well, part of the problem? Well, absolutely, certainly still in there. You know, we know from even the science. Now, if we have a look at the science, so, uh, science will tell you that, in fact, actually, adolescence is still forming and the brain is still forming and adolescence is still continuing into until they're 25. Mm. We also know that even decision-making around 18, 19, there's been very good studies that show that young people can't make multiple or, or several or even 
two or three important decisions at the same time. They only have really a, a capacity to make one important decision every now and then. But so, so we can see that they're still maturing. And thus, you know, that many 18, 19, 20-year-olds will make silly decisions, as we know, just because of their immaturity rather than their conscious, you know, logical thinking sequence. Yeah. So what we do know is that this is why young people remaining in the family home longer because we know parents know that, you know, they still need that care and that ongoing guidance. It might be a different type of parenting, but it's still parenting. But yet for children in state care who we also know have come from a, you know, from behind the eight ball a bit, they've had, they've come from dysfunctional homes or they've had, they've been on the end of poor upbringings already that we're even sort of undermining their future pursuits or their future achievements in life and having a good life by removing that care arrangement at 18. Mm. Now, what we're saying is that in the United Kingdom, in the United States, in Canada, even in New Zealand and most of Europe, they have recognised this problem. They have seen how many children who have come through state care ended up in prison, ended up in prostitution, ended up being homeless. And... They've introduced, all, all of those countries have introduced the option to continue the care arrangement through to 21 with remarkable results, remarkable results. I mean, 50% of homelessness for this cohort has been, uh, sorry, the homelessness cohort has been halved by continuing care and their engagement with school and education has been doubled by continuing care. Great arrangements, plus yeah, yeah. many others that I'm happy to speak about. So what about from the foster parents' end? Are foster parents finding that they would like to continue to support the young person at 18? Well, they do, and I think it's a good question because we know that you know my other role is to manage a very large out-of-home care agency, and I know from the foster carers who speak to me that they'd love to continue to care for the young person past 18. And in fact, many choose to do that voluntarily. Wow. But why should we be reliant on the good part of a volunteer to finish off the job. Why shouldn't we, as the representatives of the system, the system, the state, actually say, no, this is part of um, raising the children, that we will provide the continued care arrangement rather than wait on the good heart of someone. So we know that. The second thing that we also do know is that in any continued care arrangement past 18, uh, if they're in foster care, uh, foster care, the foster carer and the young person need to agree. That means continuing to provide reimbursements back to the foster carer for the cost of that child, continuing to provide a, a worker to help facilitate the, the ongoing placement and then provide a bit of brokerage and employment education to assist that young person into those sort of fields. Now, we know when that happens, and that only is about 20000 21000 22000 a year that would cost the state per child, we know that it would save the state in and and uh, both federal and state governments, it would start, save them in reduction of hospitalisation rates, reduction of arrest rates, re reduction of homeless rates. It would save the state for every dollar spent in continuing care something in the vicinity of around two dollars fifty on income coming back to the state just because you're keeping them in that placement. Mm. So tell us about the campaign. Uh, what have you been doing? And what are you hoping to achieve? Well, we're hoping to achieve that in every state in Australia, the option of continuing the care placement can remain. Now, for example, in Queensland, I noticed that the, the Queensland had some recent amendments under the Child Protection Reform Amendment Bill last year, and, and positive amendments and um, in, in relation to those leaving care, but it fell short of guaranteeing 
the pathway, the legal pathway, where a carer or a young person can apply to the state and say, look, this young person's not ready to go. Can I be supported by the state through to 21? And so we think that, first of all, legislative-wise, whilst you've just amended your legislation last year, it just didn't actually hit the mark when it comes to needing to guarantee a care arrangement through to 21. And we need to see that amended. And so we're calling on the states of Australia to provide the option. And we think, and I get around to, you know, I would have uh, a dinner in a different residential care unit every second Monday night. And I, I look around those kitchen table when we're having dinner there and, you know, about a third aren't ready to go, yeah. you know, uh, or just under half aren't ready to go. The other half will probably do all right, and we know that, or they'll get on with life. But about under, you know, about thirty or forty percent of those young people in state care will very much struggle when their time comes of when they turn eighteen. You know, that would be about a third of those exiting care would take up that arrangement, and we think that it would be, you know. A, a very modest amount of support that would be needed. But that's what we're calling on the states, to provide that legal ability to, to apply to the state to continue the care placement through to 21. Economically, the numbers make sense. But morally, as a parent, as the and we are corporate parents or state parents yeah. by looking after these children, it also makes sense. Now, I've got a 15-year-old and an 18-year-old at home. I, I, I can tell you that you know, uh, naturally as a parent, the 18-year-old is still at home and will continue on and until she's ready to leave, not when I tell her, oh, your birthday time's up. And I think most ministers and any minister in the Queensland government who have got teenage children aren't planning to kick out their children when their children turn 18. Exactly. Nor is the Premier planning to do that. You know, no one's planning to do that within their own personal life. We're just saying, let's make it natural also for children in state care. Okay. So listeners are hearing this interview today who might want to help, what can they do? Well, they can, we've got a website called the thehomestretch.org.au. Uh, Go to the website and sign up to the campaign and you'll receive a newsletter. And you'll also receive materials and there's videos on that website that will tell you the different story. There's a, for example, there's a short video about the National Carers Conference in which we had 700 carers in the room from foster care, kinship care, all impromptu voting for the extension or the continued uh, care placement option to be introduced by every state in Australia. So they can get on the website, sign up to the campaign, We'd encourage you to also write to your local member. And I know people say, oh, everyone says write to your local member. Look, I'm a former bureaucrat uh, from a few years, and I can tell you a letter to a local MP goes a long way to actually making a, a, a voice and a sound and an impact to government. Write to them and say, why aren't we introducing this option of continuing the care arrangement to 21? Why are we kicking them out at 18? Don't be fooled, listeners, by the new legislation amendments that were introduced last year. They were good, but they did not guarantee that a placement can continue through to 21. Did not guarantee that for the child, and that's where we want Queensland Government to be saying, OK, for this small group of young people, we'll offer this. And particularly, I mean, there's a number of Aboriginal young people in state care as well as non-Aboriginal young people. We need to finish the job off. And it's like that we're sort of removing ourselves prematurely before we've finished the job of parenting. And this is why so many young people are struggling in homeless, uh, homeless agencies and juvenile justice prisons because we, we as the state, remove the care too early. 
You are listening to the Only Human podcast. Only Human is a weekly program on social justice, disability rights, psychology, social research and mental wellness. You can listen in Brisbane on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM and set digital on DAB Plus radios. Love community media? You can support 4ZZZ by subscribing or making a donation at 4ZZZFM.org.au.